This is the Montessori Mother Podcast. I'm Caitlin from Montessori Mother Early Learning Center in Berlin, Germany. This week, a parent asked me, how do we know we are giving our babies everything they need? This question made me think about natural human development and how Montessori encourages us to trust the child. So in this podcast, we are going to look at how freedom of movement and a prepared environment work together to support our child's needs. Babies all around the world, in every generation, from every culture, follow the same stages of development. They roll, slither, babble, sit, crawl, pull up to walk, and say their first word. They do all these things that they teach themselves without any direct instruction. This is why we say that we cannot develop the child. The child must develop themselves. Through the same motivation with which they learn to roll over for the first time, they will learn to write and to read, as these are also basic human tendencies. Montessori is a child-led education. Letting the child lead means allowing them to master new skills at their own perfect time. The technical term for their perfect moments to learn something is a sensitive period or a window of opportunity. For example, every child learns to speak precisely when they are ready. As adults, we have a tendency to think that we know best when children in general are ready to learn something, when in reality this might not be true. Out of love, we could force them to learn something too early or prevent them from learning until it's too late. In traditional education, for example, all children learn their letters at the same time when they start school around six years old. But not all children have their sensitive period for reading at the exact same time. For some, it may have happened at three years old, when they were writing imaginary notes scribbled on paper or held up a book and pretended to be reading it. For this child, having access to materials to learn to read at three years old may have been perfectly timed, and they would learn avidly and joyously how to write out their first words from their own initiative. In a prepared environment, we aim to assist the child's process of natural learning by allowing them to work from an internal motivation at their perfect time. We make everything safe for them to explore. We make sure that they have all the materials they need to satisfy the various stages of development. And we allow them to choose their activity and work with it for as long as they like. Another example is music. Music exists in some form in every part of the world. Musical instruments have been discovered from as early as the mammoth ivory fruits of the first modern Homo sapiens. Music is something we can see babies create and enjoy even without external influence. I once had an 11-month-old student in Russia at a playgroup who had never been exposed to music. It just wasn't part of her home environment for religious reasons. But in this playgroup, we always sang and played guitar at the end of classes, so I witnessed the first time she ever heard an instrument being played. She started bouncing up and down, dancing as babies dance, smiling and waving her hands in front of her. 
It was one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen. The mother was there and she was so surprised because she had never seen her daughter dance before. And she knew that her daughter had never seen anyone she knew dance before. So this was purely her natural reaction to music. We can see other examples of the strength of a child's inner teacher in deaf or blind babies. Deaf babies actually babble their first syllables just as hearing babies would. And blind toddlers make their first scribbles in the same drawing patterns as seeing toddlers do. So once we are aware that there are natural stages which every child will follow when given the opportunity, how can we make sure that they have every opportunity to develop? Before you start stressing out that the environment might not be offering every learning opportunity your child needs, I would like to give you some comforting and very true words of encouragement. When we trust the child's natural development, we also trust them to seek out the opportunities that they need. And our job is just to allow them to move freely in a safe space for them to make their own discoveries. How do babies learn to walk? By observing people around them, by following the tendency in nature for human beings to walk upright, and by having an open space that allows them to try and learn to take steps. This means that the most important way for us to prepare the environment is to give freedom of movement and remove obstacles. This is the best way to ensure that the child is learning everything in their own perfect timing. So my advice, which is also Maria Montessori's, is to put baby down and allow them to move freely from day one. Let's talk a little bit about Montessori materials. I mentioned in a previous podcast that from zero to three, we have two kinds of materials. Didactic, which aim to teach a certain skill, and sensorial materials, which aim to train the senses. The child learns by working with these materials, and they are able to choose themselves what they want to work with by following their inner teacher. Each Montessori material has a purpose. And given the choice between toys which are meant to entertain them versus purposeful activities which challenge them without overstimulating, toddlers will almost always choose the latter. The way we can see when a child is learning and satisfying their developmental needs is by observing them in a concentrated state of repetition. Allow me to give an example from earlier this week. A toddler about 24 months old wandered around the classroom looking at others, touching some things, and then setting them down. And when they passed the woodworking table, they quickly sat down, grabbed a block and the screwdriver, and started unscrewing a screw. They got it out and dropped it into the screw box, and then repeated this action three more times. After nine minutes of concentration and fine motor work, I was counting, they put back the block and the screwdriver, ran into the other room, and jumped into their mother's arms, all full of joy. This is a normal, everyday example of a child being able to find a safe place to satisfy a developmental need or needs, 
repeating an activity until they have finished training the skill, and then feeling proud and refreshed afterwards. I can give another example from this week's baby classes. A nine-month-old baby spent the better part of the hour session pulling themselves up into a standing position. They were mentally ready to walk and were spending all their time training their body to move and to support themselves standing and taking steps. Their sensitive period for standing was so strong that they pulled up on everything, the table, the wagon, the plant, the stairs, and anyone's pants. But as they were not yet completely physically ready to stand on their own, their legs were wobbly and it took all their strength to support themselves. But the determination was so strong that they persevered, repeating even when frustration became very, very high. Every child enters this world with their own temperament, and they are going to interact with the world in different ways. And we, the adult, can trust in their perfect timing and allow them every opportunity to follow their path towards self-mastery. All we have to do is give them the freedom and our trust. Of course, we also must give guidance, model behavior, remove obstacles, and set limits when it's necessary. But this will be the topic of our next podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been Caitlin from Montessori Mother Early Learning Center.